25 to 6, just before we get to our very special guest, a couple of text messages. Collingwood should play at Albert and Tim. Then Port Adelaide can see the black and white prison bars. It's a little harsh. And this one is from Brian Agua. He says, listening to the show, you're giving cricket scores. That's the problem. Half of us can't watch the game. Mm. Eight for 279 in the 49th over. That's a little too many runs, Tim. Yeah, and another wide. I don't like it. I don't like where this one's going, unfortunately. Let's get to our next guest. You can get yourself a Walco blankie for your pool this summer and save water evaporation and money. Visit walco.com.au. The 5AA Sports Shows. Where are they now? Past legends, past glories. Our next guest is David Schwartz. The Ox, we knew him as, a powerful forward for the Demons in over 170-odd games. He won a BNF in 99 at his best, Timmy. Unbloody stoppable. Schwartz, welcome. Tim and Rowie, how are we? Good, my man. Let's go way back. You're a Sunbury junior. Tell us about the early days. Um, yeah, footy. Well, I grew up in Beechworth in country Victoria and then moved to Sunbury as a young lad, and um, yeah, footy was pretty easy for me um, growing up. I was a bit bigger than most kids, and uh, really enjoyed it. And then um, back in back when I was recruited, I, I was a zone player, so we had to go to where we were zoned, and I was zoned to Melbourne, and ended up at the Melbourne Footy Club as a fourteen-year-old. So I was there from fourteen to twenty-nine, and and thoroughly enjoyed every day at the Melbourne Footy Club. It was a great place to be a part of. David, I read your book, and it was probably one of the most compelling <laughs> footy books I've ever read in my life, and I, I couldn't put it down. I thought it was unbelievable. But, mate, your early days when, you, when you're at Melbourne, gee, you exploded onto the scene, and it was in a side that was, uh, well, it was just star-packed, wasn't it? Yeah, we had a good forward line. Um, yeah, I was really lucky. I had uh, Gary Lyon playing full forward, and I was sent half forward, and then we had uh, Martin Pike on one flank and Sean Charles in the pocket mm. and Andy Lovell and uh, David Nitz is playing centre-half back. So we had, you know, we had some really good pillars uh, within the club and then Jimmy Steins was rucking and, mm. you know, some of the great midfielders I ever played with, with Stephen Tingay, Glenn Lovett, you know, um, uh, Todd Viney. Yeah, we had we had a really, really good side and come up against a good side in 94 in the West Coast Eagles that knocked us out of the prelim. But, yeah, we had some, we had some good sides and then, Unfortunately, for '95, we just a lot of us got injured, and um, yeah, we probably didn't get the most out of what we had. Tell us about that period for you, because re- reading your book, you um, you're on fire. I think it was '94. You're absolutely carving it up, and and you do your knee for the first time. What was that like as a young man? Firstly, and gee, I, I don't think the rehab was like uh, it is today back then. No. No, it was disappointing. Um, yeah, I kicked 60 in 94 and took the most marks in the comp, and I thought footy was going to be, you know, really pretty easy. And then 95, I didn't get on the park until round 15 because I blew, blew my knee out in February. Came back in 15 weeks. Uh, played against Collingwood, kicked three, thought everything was good again. Then did my knee again the second week uh, back against Sydney. And then waited nine months and came back against Collingwood, did my knee again. So, um, yeah, blew my knee out three times in in uh, 13 months, and then it pretty much took me two years to get back. And, mm. uh, yeah, over a four-year contract, I played 17 games. So it was kind of, you know, wasted, you know, from 22 to 26. Uh, my best footy, um, which should have been my best footy, was kind of lost. Mm. John Northey, your first coach, Barmy, who I had for many a year, and then the Reverend um, from 98. Tell us about your coaches, Swarter. 
I had the three best coaches possible because they're all different. I had John Northey, who was the motivator. I had Neil Baum, who was probably the best people's person I've ever met in football. Absolutely. And then I had Neil Danner, who had just the most amazing footy brain. If mm-hmm. I had to put them together, probably got Vince Lombardi or you've probably got some <laughs> absolute superstar. Or, I'm not sure, but yeah. they were just all different, but yeah. just. Just bought different traits, and they were, they were fabulous people. Yeah, you, you played in the 2000 Grand Final. The Baby Bombers got you. How disappointing was that in the end? Yeah, well, play, saying we played in the 2000 Grand Final is probably a bit generous. Um, okay. We didn't really turn up. We you know, we got beaten by a side that was pretty good. Like, Essendon probably should have won at 99, 2000, 2001. Yeah. They only yeah. got, they got the 2000 Grand Final. They were really... I think they were angry with with 99, with what happened with mm. Carlton and the prelim. So... Um, and we were just a bit underdone, and you know the Troy Simmons, um, uh, Michael Long hit was probably symptomatic that we didn't stand up enough and show enough fight. So now we got beaten on the day, and probably beaten in all areas, to be honest. Mm. God, the clubs had some tragedy with players and the like. None more so than than Jim Steins as a player and a man. Schwarter, just some words. Oh, we've had a shocking run, haven't um, you? So, no, like Jimmy was, Jimmy was tragically sad, but we got to prepare for that. We didn't get to prepare for Troy Broadbridge. No. Uh, that was taken in the tsunami. We didn't get to prepare for Robbie Flower that was taken, you know, through surgery and mm. just a, uh, an infection. We didn't get to prepare for Sean White who developed cancer two years after Jimmy and died within three months of being diagnosed. Um, just, yeah, just horrific. Uh, we had a, an horrific run there for a long, long time. Dean Bailey's and, another one, Schwarter. Dean, Dean yeah. Bailey was just tragic. You know, yeah. we just, it just God bless. Every, everywhere we turned, we just seemed mm. to be losing, losing great people. So, um, you know, to, to get to taste grand final success last year um, was just amazing. And I think it was bittersweet for a lot of us because mm. we couldn't get to be there. But uh, it was kind of, you know, a good way to say thank you to all the people that had that had represented and passed um, over the last, you know, decade and a half. It must have been a great feeling when that final siren went in that grand final. Just <laughs> like you said, just for everybody, I think, you know, you sort of, you go through the struggles and you just go, that siren sounds and you can't believe that your club's won. And the best thing was we're with our families because yeah. we're all in lockdown. So um, so I got to spend it with my kids and my son, who's just crazy Melbourne, and he only has been for probably, he's only 17, but he's only been really mad into it for probably three or four years. And we're, half, you know, we're 19 points down halfway through the third. Yeah. And he goes, Dad, I've waited my whole life for this. If they're going to blow it now, I'm going to be so upset. I said, mate, you've been going for three years. Shut up and sit down and yeah. just listen and watch. <laughs> I love it when and, kids uh, say that my whole life. <laughs> yeah. And it was it was really funny. And then, and then to see his emotion was amazing. And I, and I made a pact to... I, and you'd understand this, that when you go through footy clubs, you get player sponsors. And I had the same player sponsor from the day I walked in at the age of 14 to the day I left at 29. Wow. And his name was Richard Haddam. And he owns a little menswear store. And I said, Richard, if we if we win, I'll give you a call and we'll talk through it. Anyway, wow. so I get on the phone and I call him. And Richard, um, he couldn't speak. And I couldn't speak because we were both crying. Yeah. <laughs> so we just said, I love you, mate, and hung up. And I saw him a couple of days later. That phone call is the most precious phone call. I oh, think wow. I've ever made him a life because it meant as much to me as it did to him yeah. that this journey we'd been on since 14 finally was seen and, you know, yeah. 26 years later. Incredible. Amazing. That's, that's what footy does. Great story, yeah. Schwarter. Um, Tibby spoke about your autobiography. I remember speaking to you about it too. All bets are off. Um, you had a gambling addiction. You, you truly lost every cent you made in footy, did you? Oh, and, and money I didn't have. Oh, yeah, God. I was. 
I left footy. I had one point two one million dollars in debt, and then I bought a house for four hundred. I had one point two four on that. So not only did I buy all my footy money, but I buy everything that I didn't have. So yeah, it took me thirteen years to get out of it. So so it, it taught me taught me a very very. I've been clean now seventeen years, but it taught Good me man. a valuable lesson that money's easy earned, um, uh, money's hard earned. Sorry, and an easy loss. So I just I just yeah, I didn't respect it and I didn't understand it. So thankfully, I do now. I saw you, yeah. I saw you speak out recently about the the Brownlow scandal, and you just said, "Look, it's just it's out of control the saturation of advertising." And you said, "You know, you've got a, a, a young lad, a young son that uh, you know a lot a lot of young males get heavily influenced." Well, I don't think I don't think there's any kid who's watched footy in the last six years that's ever watched the game either on their phone, on the TV, or listened to it on the radio that hasn't heard a gambling ad associated. Yeah. And I think that's a disgrace. You know, if, we, if if it was vaping, for example, and we're showing vapes every time a footy game's on or, mm. you know, every time we spoke about the sport, you know, we're mentioning vaping, I, I think someone would step up. I, I just think that I think that we should be able to watch a purity of sport without being influenced. Um, I don't mind, and I'm not here to say the gambling's bad because it, it works for most people, but don't push it down our kids' faces. Don't yeah. push it into them so that they have no other option than to absorb the information that's being given to them. I don't like it. Yeah, I, I'm concerned. I mean, my son's 23, and I can't remember the last time I spoke to him. I don't have a betting account, Shorter. Probably you don't, but he's got four. Well, why the yeah. hell would he need four accounts, Shorter? Because uh, he's trying to chase odds, and he's trying to get the best deal. Okay. Um, the stats would say that three quarters of seventeen-year-olds have got betting accounts as well. So, it's so it's not it's not new. Mm. And lockdown has built this tsunami of correct. Mm, kids that have been sitting at home doing nothing and then all of a sudden the mates get on the group chats and they go, oh, let's put five buck multi on here and let's do three NBA games into a golf game into a footy game and let's see if we can get 100 to 1. Yeah. And, that, and that's where the issue be. And it, they snag one early mm. and they think they're bulletproof and all of a sudden they're, they're hooked. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the problem. We've got a lot of texts here. A lot of them are along this line. This is Steve at Nord. How did the fallout go after the footy show incident with Sam Newman? Did, what did he do? He threw <laughs> the a pie, pie in, the in the face. And was he, that a set The ox wasn't that no, big. It no, wasn't, he, it wasn't. And, and you may remember, remember Sam was fighting with South Australia. Yeah, he was, yeah. He'd gone into the Rundle Mall and you'd had, yes, yeah. you know, he'd been taking the, the piss out of uh, the locals. Anyway, they were all onto him. Anyway, when that happened, I got 6,000 letters sent to Channel 9. Oh. Of them, 3,000 were for South Australians, and two of them included a bullet in the letter. Stop. Saying, if you need this fixed, we'll get this fixed. Wow. Serious? So there, there was real hatred towards them. I'm actually good mates with Sam Newman now. Yeah. Um, wow. I look back at it at the time, I go, what a silly old fart. But, yeah, yeah. Did it take um, you by surprise? Because it certainly looked that way. You were not happy. No, it was my 150th game. I'd only lasted seven minutes against Collingwood because I got a corky against um, Anthony Rocker. And, they, and the producer Ralph Horowitz said, "Come on into the footy show. We'll give you a um, we'll give you a, a, a pri- you know a present for your 150th." And it used to be a science footy by Ed Trevor and Sam. So I thought you beauty will go in there. And this is when a lot of people used to watch the show. Mm-hmm. So I get in there and I get to the second last segment, and it's a pretty sharp panel. It's me, um, Chris Tarrant, and Spider Everett. <laughs> and um, we, get, we get to the end. He goes after a great game against the Pies. I, I thought you deserve another one. I'm in my face. So oh, no. threw him across the stage, and um, yeah, it, it all kind of blew up. And Mum oh. got involved, and wow. uh, yeah, she wasn't happy. Yeah. She wasn't happy. So Schwarter, I've loved you on air. What are you up to now? So doing a bit on Three W in Melbourne. Okay. Um, I've got a, I've got a media business with Mark Allen, who's my who's been my co-host for a long yeah. time. 
um, which is going well. I'm involved in a rehabilitation drug, alcohol and gambling rehabilitation centre in Melbourne, which is Good on you. which I find awesome. Just great people, you know, trying to just help people that have, you know, fallen off the wagon. Mm. Um, yeah, and other than that, my kids have just, my, my oldest fellow just finished year 12. Um, yeah, everything's good. I'm, I'm in a really, I'm in a really good, good space at the moment and really happy with life and just slowing down a little bit. I've just turned 50 and enjoying golf and enjoying life as, uh, as it should be. The Ox is 50. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. What was, what was that, uh, Mick Malthouse saying about an ox? The, what is it? The Ox is the slow, ox is but slow the... and the world is patient. Is that you, Schwarter? Um, slow. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I'm not as quick as I was. Okay. <laughs> I'm not as quick as I was, that's for sure. And I'm probably more patient than what I've had. That so good maybe, Mick, maybe Mick was a, a visionary. Yeah, yes. you're giving back the community. I love that about your sport. So you're called at 17. Any chance? Is he? Is he got a talent? Could he? Could he get picked um, up, father, son, or? He might have been half a chance, but he cut his toe off in a um, motorbike accident uh, at the age of 14. So he missed two years of footy. Ah. Uh, my daughter goes good at basketball, so keep an eye for her. She'll. Um, okay. She's made state sides and then national sides, but she's just done a knee. Believe it or not. Oh. So mm. She's five months in a rehab, but she'll 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 go okay. She'll go over to the mm. states, go to college over there. She she goes, yeah, she's pretty good. Wow, Schwarter, it's a great story, mate. If you haven't read his book, oh, all bets are off. It is, mm. Timmy. I know we we did a preview with it. Hey, mate, thanks for your time. As always, you're a gun. No, I love the show, boys. Thank you. Yeah, David Schwartz, the t- on his day. Oh, it's a fantastic player, mm. and to do your knees three times, yep. uh, just that that was that was yeah. a tragedy. You didn't get to see his best years of footy. Yeah. Um, that was the only thing. The ox, great speaker. Uh, to, he is. He does after dinner speaking event. And, I, and yeah. I just love the fact that he's actually helping people with addictions now. Years now. Well, fantastic. Played. David Schwartz, our guest, and it is thanks to Walco. Yes. Preserve your summer of mucking about, splishing and splashing in the pool. Get a Walco blankie. Your water evaporation's gone. Your money will be great. Be in the tin tank. It keeps it warm. Timmy's got one. Thank you. Get your Paula Walco blankie today and enjoy the savings. Visit walco.com.au. Steve at Walco, he's the. Well, he's the chairman. He's the and boss. I think he's the boss. Pagey, what, what, what? Pagey unofficial CEO. Unofficial CEO. <laughs> They're a great team. South Australian, family-owned, loving Walco. So the ox is slow, but the earth is patient is yes. a Tibetan proverb, meaning okay. that if you take your time, a job well done will bring a great harvest. Well, there you go. So hence Mick and Ox. That that was the name of Mick Malthouse's um, autobiography. Mm. The ox is slow, but the earth is patient. Mm. I'm neither. Mm. Yeah.